When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is VF Corporation a buy now? We're performing a VFC stock analysis using the Select 6 analysis. We'll be looking at the most telling financial metrics. Then stay tuned as we estimate not one, but two fair intrinsic values for VF Corp. After that, you'll want to watch till the end when we give our final rating to VFC. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing VF Corporation for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, how has VFC stock performed? Right now, VF Corporation or Vanity Fair trades for $16 per share. This year has been very rough for the business. Year to date, they're down 42%, while the S&P 500 is up 13.5%. In the last five years, VF Corporation stock is down 80% overall, far underperforming the market. In the last decade, they're down 71%. When we go back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, all the way back then, VF Corporation stock price is up 14%. That's not all for this business. They pay a huge 7.5% dividend yield. That's a market-beating yield way above average. Their average yields added onto the returns for shareholders in the business. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to VF Corporation? VF Corp trades just 72 cents above their 52-week low. They're down more than half from their 52-week high. There's short interest in the business with just over 5.5% of their shares sold short. How big is Vanity Fair? They're a decent-sized company. They have around a $6 billion market cap. Plus, they use some debt. They have around a $13 billion enterprise value. VF designs, produces, and distributes branded apparel, footwear, and accessories. Its apparel categories are active, outdoor, and work. Its portfolio of about a dozen brands includes Vans, The North Face, Timberland, Supreme, and Dickies. VF markets its products in the Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific through wholesale sales to retailers, e-commerce, and branded stores owned by the company and partners. The company's grown through multiple acquisitions and traces its roots all the way back to 1899. The company's made major acquisitions in recent years, acquiring the streetwear brand Supreme for $2.1 billion in 2020 and Dickies in 2017. They also spun off their jeans and outlet stores in 2019 as a company called Contour Brands. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers. Metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. 
A typical business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. VF's Corp's return on capital has bounced around over this time. In their fiscal 2019 and 2020, they earned returns in the mid-teens. The store faced challenges with pandemic lockdowns in their 2021, which encompassed most of calendar year 2020. Then they strongly rebounded. Right now, they're dealing with some inventory issues, which is part of the reason their stock has declined so much. Their returns on capital are also down. When we average out their last five fiscal years, VF Corp earns 13% returns on capital in a given year. That's very close to our benchmark. It's above average, but it's not quite there. This is going to be an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we want to see growth in the business. We're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth in the last five years. This metric's all or nothing. All three need to be up for it to be a check. We'll also include their numbers up until today. In this time, VF has grown their revenues by 11%. Their net incomes bounced around here as well. They shrank by quite a bit in their last fiscal year. When we dig in deeper, we can see that this was caused by a number of factors. The company has more interest expense today. More importantly, they had a big $400 million impairment of goodwill and a $344 million asset write down. That significantly brings down their net incomes. Then the company's free cash flows are negative today as well. So these are down from where they were at in 2019. They were positive in their previous four fiscal years, but not their most recent one and not today. That stems from some of the issues we saw with their net incomes. More importantly, it's because the company had big changes in their inventory and they also had a big income tax expense and a change in their other net operating assets. Because their net incomes and free cash flows are down, their margins are down as well. This is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want earnings per share growth. This looks at VF Corp from the view of an individual shareholder by checking it out on a per share basis. We learn their earnings or their net incomes were down in our previous metric. These have declined by quite a bit. VF Corp has also bought back 3% of their shares outstanding in the last five years. That's not enough to offset their declines in their earnings. It means their earnings per share are down, and this is another X on metric number three. Does VF Corp have what it takes to turn it around in the second half of our analysis? What we'll find out may surprise you. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth. It's a similar situation to their earnings. Their free cash flows are down. In this case, they're actually negative today. That means their buybacks don't offset their declines in their free cash flows. It's another X on metric number four. Before we look at the company's debt and estimate our fair values, why don't we check in on our bonus? Right now, VF Corp pays a market-beating 7.5% dividend yield, but is their dividend safe? That's the question a lot of investors should have been asking themselves. VF Corp is a fallen dividend king. They had grown their dividends for each of the last 50 years, including through 2020. Their fiscal 2023 was the first time they cut their dividend in more than half a century. They cut this because their dividends were not supported by their free cash flows in three of these last five years. Their free cash flows are negative today as the company's consuming cash. They weren't in a position to keep increasing their dividends. And there's honestly likely ways that they could be more capital effective for shareholders by pursuing things like paying down debt or even better, potentially buying back shares at a lower stock price. These are just some of the uses of free cash flow. Either way, VF Corp does not support their dividends today, which is what we were looking for. This is an X on our bonus. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can potentially fail and have the biggest losses. Metric number five, we want VF Corporation's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. 
In this time, VF Corp has more than tripled their net debt. At the same time, their free cash flows are negative today. That's not a great sign to see as the company's increasing their debt. They're consuming cash in the business. They have $7 billion in net debt today, while in the last five fiscal years, they've produced just under $3 billion of free cash flow. That's not enough to support their current debt position. This is an Exxon metric number five for the business. It's something you absolutely want to look at in more depth to see if this can cause issues for the company going forward. They might have to pay a large amount to restructure some of their debt in the upcoming years. It's something you wouldn't want to be caught off guard by as a shareholder in the business. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want VF Corp's average free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for VF Corp based on their free cash flows. Right now, they have a $13 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at the company similar to it being a private business. In the last five years, we learned they produced $3 billion of free cash flow. This means they produce $590 million in an average year. When we divide that by their $13 billion enterprise value, we get a 4.5% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. While that's slightly above the 10-year treasury, it's down from the risk premium we were seeking. On a current basis, probably more important for the business, they have a negative free cash flow to enterprise value yield as they have negative free cash flows. They're not far off here, but their average doesn't quite hit the benchmark we're looking for. This means coming in on metric number six, it's an X for VF Corp. They've struggled so far, but don't just throw them out. You'll still want to see their fair value per share and stick around for our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze VF Corp. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to an estimate of their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. VF Corp has struggled in their last fiscal year and today. We're starting with an average of their free cash flows in their last couple of years. While they're negative today, this average helps smooth things out for the business as free cash flows can be lumpy year to year. This is assuming they're able to get back to where they were at historically. We're then taking growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for VF Corp. If we assume they grow their average free cash flows at 5% annually for the next decade, then in the following decade, we'll assume that these grow at 4% annually. We'll add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a market beating return of 15%, which is what Warren Buffett looks for, at today's valuation multiples, an estimate of VF Corp's fair value per share is around $8. That's cutting their stock price in half. Don't be caught off guard by this fair value. The company has fallen by a lot in recent years, especially when we consider their spinoff and their recent performance. Part of this fair value being so low is that it accounts for a huge rate of return that would beat the market. That's not been the case for VF Corp in the past two decades. It also includes their huge 7.5% dividend yield, so their stock price would not increase by this full amount. In the past decade, VF Corp has also traded for some lofty valuations. Part of this comes from some pretty huge fluctuations in the business, but they're at a median 26 times enterprise value to free cash flow ratio. The S&P historically trades for 15 times earnings. They may have had a premium on their stock as a dividend king. However, with recent dividend cuts, that premium might be going away. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our rating to VF Corp, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but their qualitative factors may be even more important for the business. Why don't we figure out what these are? 
Let's start with the long thesis. Number one, Vans, which generated $3.7 billion in sales in fiscal 2023, has been an athleisure winner. It still has growth potential given its small share in the global sports-inspired apparel and footwear market, which is estimated at $154 billion. Number two, the North Face has thrived despite economic challenges. It's estimated its operating margins have improved to the high teens when they were at 12% as recently as fiscal 2019. Number three, VF is diversified and exposed to active and outdoors, two of the most attractive categories in the apparel and footwear market. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover their negatives as well. Let's look at a short thesis for the business. Number one, VF paid over $2 billion for Supreme in 2020, but the brand suffered a drop in sales in fiscal 2023. Supreme is an important part of VF's margin expansion plans. Number two, VF is exposed to mass market retail in the United States. As such, orders and pricing are often out of its control. Moreover, some of the chains that carry VF gear are closing stores and may even go out of business, requiring distribution changes. Number three, Vans is unlikely to produce growth rates above 20% as in some years before the pandemic. Its performance, both positive and negative, tend to have a large impact on VF's market valuation. Those are some of their qualitative factors. Let's consider those and their financial metrics as we give our rating. So far, we learned VF was 0 for 6 on our analysis and they missed out on our bonus. Even despite their dividend cuts, their dividends still aren't supported by their free cash flows. VF Corp went 0 for 6, but they weren't very far off on a couple of them. They earn above average returns on capital and they have an average free cash flow yield slightly above the 10-year treasury. Those were both just down a little bit from what we were looking for. Potentially more concerning for shareholders is their large amount of debt, given the fact this company's growth has been historically fueled by mergers and acquisitions. That's something you want to pay close attention to as a shareholder. Again, this analysis isn't financial advice. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis at today's valuations, if you believe those assumptions and you want a market beating rate of return like Warren Buffett, an estimate for VF Corp's fair value per share is around $8, down half from today's current stock prices. When we look at all the factors of our analysis, VF Corp still looks like an interesting candidate for research. Part of that's from the company's brand portfolio and their storied history. The company's potentially in turnaround mode, but they are down a lot, especially compared to the market. If you enjoyed today's VFC stock analysis, like the video and subscribe to the channel for more.